Are you actually a doctor, Max? Yes, I am a doctor. Not the one that will save, will save someone's life on a plane. You know, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, has, no. Have, it's, you ever, have you ever had that situation on the plane? Is anyone here a doctor? And you hold up your hand and they go, this, this woman is giving birth. And you go, well, I'm a doctor of philosophy. I can certainly talk to her about that. <laughs> Actually, I have. <laughs> I was traveling to the, to the US and um, there was the, oh, is there a doctor on the plane? And it turns out that uh, about on a plane, there's at, at least an average of three or four doctors traveling. Wow, it's good to know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, you know, I was ready with my joke. Yeah, but I'm, under, I'm, I'm the wrong doctor, kind of doctor. It's it's an what? interesting question. How do you choose? Like three doctors stand up. I mean, do you do any money mo, or do you say, okay, now let's just review your qualifications? Um, <laughs> who's? In the- <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you, I, do you I don't do? know. I mean, no, I don't know. They, they all went in there. There was, uh, uh, I think, they three all go. or four. Okay, maybe they collaborate. Yeah. Maybe it's a collaborative effort. You're right. That's the way to do yeah. it. Thank I, God I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't quite uh, quite follow it. It probably was one of like um, uh, Dr. House's uh, scene, you know, the differential diagnosis. Oh, I, love, <laughs> I love that. I love that series. I was just watching that like two weeks ago. I was watching some of the best of House. That, that is a very good series. I actually, I had it in, um, I used it for my lectures. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Some, 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 some series age well and others don't. I'm too frightened to go back and watch the A-Team because I'm, I'm worried it's not going to be as good as I remember. Yeah, I was, I was literally thinking about them a few days ago. I was, you know, humming <laughs> the, the, the theme the song. Yeah, humming <laughs> the theme song. And then I was like, huh. I think that would you be good to watch. You were humming the 18th theme song. Yeah. Hum it for us, Max. Hum, da, hum it for da, us da, right da, now. Da, 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 da. Oh, it brings a smile, doesn't it? <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> I wanted to live in a van for a long time after after watching that. That was all I, I thought. I thought what a freedom that would bring. Like all I needed to do was save up enough money to have a van. And then yeah. I, I would be, I'd be made. I wouldn't need anything else. I'd drive around in the van, probably help some people along the way. That was mm-hmm. my, that was basically my life plan. It didn't work out. Yeah. I don't know what's, I, I don't know. I can't see anything wrong in driving, in driving around in a, in a dark van and, uh, you know, do, doing that, those kind of dodgy stuff. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> all right. There's a whole, let me tell you, there's a whole van life scene. You go look it up on YouTube, van life. Mm-hmm. There's the whole thing. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> what are we reviewing today? Um, you know what? I think it's it's brown bear, isn't it? Yeah, the brown, brown bear. bear. Brown bear coffee. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. I'm I, I I wasn't looking forward to this one. Do you know why? Because why? I always like to find something good to say <laughs> about something. Like you know, find something good to say about it. And um, I, I, I don't have an awful lot. I, I feel terrible. I, I didn't like, I didn't like that coffee. Yeah, I actually, I, and I actually agree with you. I, I found it a bit weak. <clears throat> I mean, Do you know overall, what it was? It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 
you go on. Tell me. Well, overall, I, I was trying to get a decent extraction. So I, I literally tried everything. I tried um, uh, loading, um, loading, overloading the basket, grinding fine, grinding smaller, uh, grinding bigger, swearing at it, uh, putting the, ba- the different baskets, ah. even doing a triple, a triple shot. I mean, a twenty-one gram shot. And now oh, I yeah. couldn't get. I, I don't remember. I, I that that I got ever a good a good espresso. It's always very yeah. thin. Very was always very watery. Do you know what? It also, I just interviewed. Um, I think it'll go. It'll probably go out. The interview will go out at the same time as this podcast. I interviewed uh, um, a very nice lady called Jennifer Poole. It was a lot of fun. Uh, based out in Colombia from a company called those coffee people which i love the name those coffee people mm-hmm. and i thought i thought uh i knew this interview is going to be coming up and I, so i actually ordered the colombian coffee because i thought i could say something you know i could bring the two together she's based out in uh, in colombia and i thought i could say something nice about colombian coffee <laughs> and instead i really hope she doesn't listen to this no. podcast because <laughs> we brought the so basically we got from brown bear we got the real colombia coffee it's called the real colombia and, uh, yeah. but here's the thing. I was on their website looking back as to, to what went, what went wrong. And I, and I would say it's like, it wasn't like I hated the coffee. I didn't hate it. I've had coffee I've hated before. I've, oh my God, I've had coffee. I've had coffee made on the most expensive Lamazocca machines in coffee shops that I've returned. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a, I'm the sort of person who will very Britishly drink their disgusting cup of beverage, smile and say, thank you. That was lovely. Um, but I, I've, I've had to return coffees before sometimes that were made with expensive machines. God knows what means it's because they were made very badly. So this is not one of those. This is not like, you know, this wasn't like, this wasn't an unpleasant coffee. It just, for me personally, mm-hmm. I just couldn't get anything out of it. I, it was like a meh. Yes. Yes. That's, uh, precisely the way I would describe it. It was, eh. Yeah, there wasn't much I, to it. Uh, the first, so I, the first note I have is actually it says uh, quite anonymous. It's nice, but nothing special. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's almost worse than saying something's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, at least yes. You know, if something is polarizing, say the, the unwashed beans, for example, the the infamous. I'm, yeah. I'm ordering some more. But I keep every time we come on, I'm saying I'm going to order some more. Uh, it's kind of expensive, but I'm, I actually, yeah. now I really mean it. I really mean it. I'm going to get back on. I'm going to order those Gotega Hills. I'm going to order a kilo of them. Um, and just because I, I really like them. And also plus now, and it's another subject, but I've got a, I've got a, I've got a bigger basket. So I'm going to play around with Ooh. bigger doses. Wow. Nick basket. Got we're going to keep basket. No, 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 no. We, we, we're going to just going to finish the whole brown bear thing. Cause otherwise yes. we're going to be dumping all over the place. Yes. True. Let's actually just talk about what we've got here. So we've got this is called the Real Columbia Beans from Brown Bear. And it's mm-hmm. uh, brownbear.co.uk. No, no, it's not. It's brownbear.co. And um, now they say they're a roaster. And I mean, I'm, I'm, they are a roaster. I'm sure they're a roaster. But what was interesting to me was I wanted to take a look at, at I don't know, their roasting page um, and look at how they were roasting or what they were roasting on or what they talked about with their roasting and I actually couldn't find one. Uh, and if you go onto their About Us page, it says that they have uh, their own roaster. 
Uh, it's a BRC, which is like a, a food accreditation, accredited roastery in the UK. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say where. And, and I was looking through their page and, and, and about them. And it sort of just talks about we buy fairly, uh, we buy quality beans uh, that are ethically sourced, reliable supplies around the world, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't go into any details. Now, when you compare this to the, uh, the coffee that we're talking about next week, uh, which I'm not going to mention the name, but we'll talk about it next week, mm-hmm. and the level of detail uh, that individual goes on, he puts himself front, he tells his story, he talks about where he sources his beans from, he talks about uh, how he roasts them, I mean, you get into a huge level of detail. In fact, he goes into quite a lot of detail about each one of the beans that he uses, how they're processed at quite a high level of detail, mm. which I really like. And he puts the roast date on. And what, what I found with, with Brown Bear was that they, they got a best before date. And oh, I, I was wondering, I was wondering whether they are actually roasting fresh or whether they are roasting and storing and then just sort of sending out and, and, and just putting the best before. I, I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not accusing them of anything like that. I'm just trying to explain or understand in my head why um, yeah. I couldn't really get any li- any any life out of the beans. Yeah, the, because if I remember, I mean, they were they were claiming uh, bold uh, and uh, you know strong flavors and chocolate fruity. Yeah, uh, and I think they I think they claimed marzipan. Somewhere, I think there are a few things where. Let me, you know what? Can we go and look it up? Because uh, I took a photo um, of uh, of the bag, as I always do. I did like the bag. <laughs> I can say that I like the bag. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a baggy type person. It was in one of the? It was a plastic bag, but it was one of those ones you can easily get your face in and smell everything. It was quite a large bag. Your you know what I'm in. like. <laughs> I get my face in there. I get my face, and I like to really like. You know, like there's people when they're when they're hyperventilating and they stick the bag. <laughs> That's what I do, <laughs> and I breathe in what? And I no, that's funny. Those... It's just funny. Uh, I'm just imagining. I get a lot of the, the aromas that way. Yeah, I, I'm just imagining people sending you a bowl of coffee instead of, of a bag, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just going into it like. <laughs> well, this is why I the the small bags kind of frustrate me because. Um, I can't get my hand or my face in them. Just, so this just is what because your face is too big. You just need a smaller face. I, I yeah, that's that's obviously the answer. <laughs> so um, uh, it says uh, our brown bear real Colombia is one of the single origin coffees that which uses 100% arabica beans. Okay. Yeah. And complex notes. Okay, so here's the thing. It says complex notes of toffee apple and marzipan. Yeah. The body is rich with roasted hazelnut and a clean caramel finish. If I remember correctly, I was reading that and that kind of sold it to me. I thought, well, it actually doesn't sound too complex and these flavors should be pretty easy to extract. Yes. Normally and that's so. kind of the thought I had, but it yeah, didn't work out that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking through my notes and I, yeah, I do not remember that I, I tried. I, I mean, one, one note that I actually wrote, I'm going to read it to you. So I've done a triple basket bottomless uh, with a grind with a fine grind, so twenty one mm. grams into the basket, and mm-hmm. it just it ended up spraying everywhere and it ran super fast and the, the caramel looked good but the body was uh, just uh, was very uh, thin, and uh, it was very bitter. 
I for an espresso, I'm into I'm I'm I realize I'm going into into two camps. So I'm bifurcating to use the fancy sesquipedalian. But I'm bifurcating into two different um uh camps of flavor that I like, flavor profiles. One are the medium bodied, fruity, yes, acidic, but 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 not in an astringent way, mm-hmm. fruity espressos. And another one into possibly even more of a robusta blend uh, uh, with arabica, strong, uh, heavily textured uh, espresso um, mm. with more of the chocolate nut kind of flavors to them. I hope I, I and, have something to do with it. Yeah, it's all partially. <laughs> no, because <laughs> it, well, it is. You know what? It, so obviously, obviously, there's a journey that everyone, all of us go through as we as we try different. And it's kind of the point of this whole podcast is we're trying different, um, different espressos and uh, different beans, and yes. then and then discovering what it is that we like and what we don't like. And the only way you actually know the boundaries of what you like is when you find what you don't like. True. Otherwise, you have you don't know the boundaries. So when I was running my my, my shop, we we actually were running uh, Italian beans that were seventy percent robusta, mm-hmm. and that was because that was what the local market wanted. Um, third wave coffee really hadn't hit Macedonia, and uh, there's a little bit of it, but it was very speciality. And most people, uh, what they wanted is they wanted what what you typically in Italy expect to, to get from an espresso. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's what we had. And, and what I found was, and I'm realizing now is actually just how much easier it was to make those espressos than it is to make uh, single origin, um, speciality. Absolutely. Uh, how, how much time do we, do we spend in tuning it up? And then, and then you find right. that, that very, 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 very difficult, very, uh, uh, sharp edge that, okay, this is fine. If I move a little bit on the left or a bit, little bit on the right, I, I, I screw it up. I lose it. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we discussed this before, which was that yeah. um, we, we get like 225 grams of coffee to, 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 to run these. And I mean, I'd buy a kilo at a time if I could, but the reality is it would take us so long to get through that. We wouldn't get through very many reviews. We'd be doing one review a month, uh, yeah. if that. And um, but the the flip side of that is that uh, by reviewing uh, only 225 grams, by the time you've got it dialed in, you haven't, you know, you if you're lucky, you get a few good shots and you go, oh, that's what it's meant to be like. And that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and actually part of True. my part of part of what I'm trying to do uh, personally and and the new grinder, which I'm going to talk about next week. Uh, that I've got mm. is to to make that process to speed up getting to the point where I can say I've dialed that in you know well and I'm getting great results and now I'm just going to taste those good results for um uh, for 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 quite a few more shots so that I can so I can be certain of the consistency I I can rather than us rather than me being trying to uh trying to to find the right place I'm in the right place and then I can uh stay there for a little bit of time and 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 feel confident what I'm reporting is is correct if that makes sense I think it makes yeah, sense yeah absolutely yeah that yeah. Made- that did make sense yes <laughs> thank god okay <laughs> so so I'm going to, so here's what I'm going to suggest. I, you know what I wish I had done 
with this coffee is I wish, and I didn't, I didn't do it. Um, yep. I wish I had uh, made some filter coffee with it because it may well have actually come out better in filter. You know, actually, I, I had the same idea. I didn't do it either because I, yeah. I I thought, nah, come on, I'm going to be able to extract something into an, into an espresso. But yeah, yeah. It, it was, um, it, my extractions were incongruent with the way they looked. Yeah. If, uh, if so what do we say? I, I know, I, I know exactly what you mean. And, and I think, so what we're going to do in terms of what we would recommend with this particular, particular I, actually, I would say, if I'm being perfectly frank, I, I, I personally wouldn't recommend um, trying this. There's too many other good roasters out there, but, um, you know, maybe I've done them a terrible disservice, but maybe as a filter for, for, for grinding filter coffee, it could be definitely an option to look at because they do have quite a few different selections. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and from different origins and things. So it could be fun to play around and maybe we didn't have the best one or whatever, but, um, I would say, I would say I'd be interested just to know and if, I'd be happy if they want to reach out to us and, and let us know, um, if they do roast fresh and um and where, how they ethically source it would be really good if they put that up on their website just so it became a little bit more informative yeah uh for the people that care so those that are really into um really into their coffees and trying out different um different brands and, and want to buy ethically uh, and want to know what it is they're drinking um i think that that uh they could do a bit more to to help uh to help people make a buying decision so that's what i would that's what I'd probably wrap it up with. Have you got anything else you want to add about the brown bear? Um, it's just um, just to reiterate that uh, we're not we're not professionals, so it, it could also be our uh, shortcoming. That I, I either... doubt that, Max. Oh, it might be you. I'm I'm sure that that can't be true of me. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, I don't know if we were expecting something different, and uh, what we got is actually what what is supposed to. To taste like you know it's a fair it's a fair comment never set ourselves up as experts um there's loads of people out there way better at making espressos than we are but um you know this actually you know what i was thinking mm -hmm. i was thinking this morning as i went for my walk i was thinking when you roast the coffee you roast it you roast it to make a um you roast it with an outcome in mind yes right so and you roast it so that you're, you're, ideally you roast it in a way that you're expecting the espresso to be made a certain way. And there's more than one way of making an espresso or a ristretto or anything else. It comes down to sort of grind, not just grind size, but how much coffee you're, you're going to be using the dose and, and, mm -hmm. and how long you're going to be pulling it for and so forth. So do you know what would be really interesting to have some conversations with some roasters to ask them uh, how they... Because if they, unless you know your audience, unless all your audience is similar, different yeah. audiences, different machines, different baskets, different methodologies, how on earth do you make a roast that is going to work for all of them? I suspect you can't. I suspect you're trying to make a roast that is going to work for the majority. I think that's yeah, an True. interesting topic to, 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 to look at. And it may well be that brown bear has roasted it in a way that 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 we just went using it in the way that they intended when they roasted it maybe very possible yeah cuz not in all of the coffees we get you get you actually get um um brewing 
indications. I think we've seen it in the first one for sure. Sometimes, not and, often though. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not often. Yeah, and that actually gives you some some sort of an indication. Okay, okay, this is for espresso. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes you get beans and you try to make an espresso out of them and then, it, oh, it's, it's terrible. And then you, you read carefully and it says, well, this is for filter coffee. Oh, well, of course. Of course it was terrible yeah. for an espresso. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, okay, so we're going to leave it there on the on the brown there. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk... Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about politics and law. And uh, I know a favorite subject of everybody's, right? Yeah. Um, but I, why? Why? I'll tell you why. I put a, uh, I put a post out on the, on the, well, because, so I don't know if you read the news that Lamazocco, uh CEO made an apology uh, on his site about some racist um, remarks that, have, that had allegedly been made by some of his employees. Did, did you hear about that? No, no. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, this is all going on right now with the Black uh, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement. Um, and he made this uh, he made the statement that came out. Um, and I don't know the full story, uh, to be honest with you, because um, because it wasn't our story. It was uh, it was actually a couple of um, a couple of employees, I think, made an allegation, and the allegation affected um, both internal employees at Lamazocco, and forgive me if I've got this wrong, uh, but internal employees at Lamazocco, and also the way they were treated, and also um, a couple of reporters as well okay. uh, of ethnic origins. And I later read up on some of the things that were said after the story was released, some of the things that were allegedly said to a, a black barista working uh, for Lamazocco in Italy. And it was horrendous. It was like really, really, I mean, not just insensitive, but like disgusting. Okay. Mm. Anyway, CEO came, came out very quickly and he wrote out a list of steps that they're going to take. And there were different, I was reading over the next week or so, what people's reactions were. But my first reaction, and I went straight to a blog post on it and, and, and said, well, look, no one likes racism. Um, uh, it's an ugly, it's an ugly and ignorant thing, right? It's, it's, it's actually born out of ignorance. Absolutely. No one likes racism. Um, but one thing we can say, which I, which I liked was that the CEO immediately like just said, this is not acceptable and this is what we're going to do. So it's very transparent. And the thing I always look for are the Weasley words, the, you know, we'll be looking at it, of course, you know, the, the, the kind of words that politicians mm-hmm. or lawyers might use. You can tell when a, a memo has been written by, you know, the internal communications team or their lawyers, right? You can just tell it's been worded in such a way not to give anything away or admit liability. And it didn't look like one of those. It looked like a, a very transparent letter that said it's unacceptable. We don't allow this. Uh, we're going to be doing a review, and this is the steps that we're going to take. And I, I appreciated that. Some people appreciated it. Others came back and said, "Go f yourself. That's not good enough." And I wanted to touch upon it because, well, two things. First of all, as a white middle-aged male, <laughs> I know nothing about racism. I, I, I've got, um, you know, we all know the theory and we all sympathize mm-hmm. in theory, I hope we do. But in, unless you are 
someone of color, you don't you don't actually know what the hell it's like. And I, I've had one minor, um, I've had one minor event in my life, which I guess it kind of resonated with me. Which is, um, so my my kids are are half Chinese. When I was, uh, when they were very young, we walked into a chip shop just down the road here and got refused service. Uh, whereas a white guy walked in right behind us and got served. Uh, but we were refused service because of my kids. And uh, that that was a real, I thought I understood how racism felt, but I, I, I didn't. At that, that moment, I kind of realized how much I didn't realize that that makes sense, how, how yeah, yeah. hurtful uh, it, it is. Anyway... Um, so, so I, I think it's totally the prerogative of individuals who are the injured party to say what they feel and to take or not accept any, any kind of apology that's totally, uh, acceptable for them up to them. But what I would say is this, is it's one thing, well, first of all, I would say mob rule, like the, the idea of, of expecting a CEO of a company to make an immediate decision and fire somebody based on some allegations. It just isn't the right thing to do. A, it's not the way it works. And B, it's not the right thing to do yeah. because you're basically going to, to mob rule. And if you understand, want to understand what mob rule looks like, you know, how you make decisions like this. There was a, a story some years ago, and I, I laugh because it's, it's funny in its level of ignorance. It actually wasn't funny at all. Uh, where, where, a, a, uh, a local small uh, town found out that a pedo uh, had moved in yeah. and they went around to his house and they, they, they uh, vandalized his house and they beat him up. The guy left. Later on, they found out that he was a pediatrician. <laughs> so somebody heard the word pediatrician and said, that obviously is a pedo, right? <laughs> And this poor guy was, and that was, that was, so therefore these people came to a conclusion and took action in their own, put the action in their own hands. Yeah. So we have, I have a, I have a country in mind for these. Yeah. But I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so there's a, um, there's a, there's a, there's a reason that we have laws in place and company law as well. Uh, as so, a CEO of a company like Lamazoco can't just turn around and fire people, even if he wants to. He just can't. He has yeah, to he go can't. through a process, yeah. right? And the labor laws in Italy, I, I'm not hugely familiar with them, but I understand they're reasonably strict. Yes. So I would if imagine you, if you fire someone on the spot like that, they will be yeah. they will sue you and be rehired. Right. Right. I know there's a lot of countries like that. So in England, it's uh, it, it's a little different. In America, I think it's a lot different. Uh, that you mm -hmm. can, there's a, it's much easier to fire somebody. In Italy, it's not the case. So yeah. I, I just wanted to put that out there because whereas I totally understand people's um, reaction uh, to, to, to those, I mean, and, they, and from what I read, it was really disgusting what was alleged to, to have happened, the events that have happened, um, that the right way to deal with it is to go through a process. You have to. Otherwise, Actually, what happens is it backfires on you. So I just wanted to, to, to raise that, that ugly issue of racism and politics uh, out there, because I think it is, it's, it's uh, you know, the zeitgeist of the moment. Everyone's talking about it. It is relevant. But in all of these crises, when we have these crises like Black Lives Matter and those horrible incidents in America, 
we want to try to use that that anger and that emotion and like a keto turn all that energy into a force for good rather than uh, just a negative force and also rather than just a a um an impotent shouting and wailing actually capture that energy direct it into something that can serve a purpose uh, to the benefit of everybody wow that's that's, uh, that's deep pretty heavy stuff sorry man yeah. <laughs> oh god people tuned sorry people tuned out 20 minutes ago so <laughs> Nah, about nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Max, I will see you next week. Thank you very much. It's fantastic talking to you. And uh, have a great week. We'll catch up next week to review. What are we reviewing next week? Uh, next week, we, we are reviewing the Bean Smitten. Oh. Have a great week, pal. <laughs> you too.